0: Hi there, Slow Down Society, Steph here, and we are going to be talking about wooedness today. How woo are you? And I am pretty woo, actually, and woo and religion and belief and the law of attraction all sort of get tangled up into a muddied mess sometimes, and so we're going to untangle a little bit of that here today, or at least give it a go. And when I say tangled, I want you to sort of envision a pot of freshly cooked spaghetti because I look at woo and belief as sort of the spaghetti method. I throw everything against the wall and see what sticks. And if it works for me, I take it. And if it doesn't work for me, I toss it aside. It's just, it's not worth it for me and i would hope that it's not worth it for you to believe in something that doesn't feel good and makes you happy. And i think in general that's what we're all trying to get out of life is we we're kind of bouncing around on this planet and we want to be happy. We want to feel fulfilled. We want to feel good about ourselves at the end of the day when we climb into bed. And faith and religion and belief and the spirit and your inner wooedness, if that brings you peace and joy and comfort, then I think whatever it is, go for it and do it. And if it's not bringing you that way or if something doesn't feel right, then just shove it aside. So I'm going to bring up a few things here that, and I say few and it's actually quite a bit because again, this is the spaghetti method that have helped me in my own life and in building my business. And it's helped the women that I work with in crafting the life of their dreams and for many of them, the business that they're trying to create. And so that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. And so in our last few episodes, I had talked a bit about creating a five-year plan and I went over kind of the five-year plans that I had for myself and how they worked out. And a lot of what I have envisioned for myself and my life and my business and my family absolutely came true and worked, but they didn't necessarily happen exactly the way that I thought. And that's where belief comes in. And that's where putting. The, the hows and all of the kind of nuances of trying to wrap your brain around great big huge hairy goals. You have to sort of put some things in God's hands or put some things in the hands of the universe and, and just trust that the action that you're taking will be met with success. And, and that's really what belief is, is, is putting that faith in someone or something, some higher being that's bigger than yourself. And I live in the San Francisco area. And so there's every religion that there is and probably new ones are being made up around me, along with some of my closest friends actually call themselves atheists and are are very anti-anything that isn't fully proven by science. And they're skeptical and they're, and they're, perfectly happy labeling themselves as an atheist and if that works for you and you're happy with it that is great but as i tell them and and the thought that i have is pretty much everybody that i have met and come across has a tiny bit of belief and faith and they say a tiny baby prayer when they're sitting in the hospital waiting room because their loved one is undergoing surgery, or they say a little prayer for safety when they're buckling themselves into an airplane. So if you have that in any way, I would ask for you to lean into that and kind of have an open mind as we go through this episode and some of the ideas. And if you're a full-on skeptic and you only want science to back everything up all of the time, That is a-okay, but I'm going to let you know that it's actually scientists have found again and again that those who have some sort of spiritual practice or who follow religious beliefs, they tend to be happier than those who don't. And study after study has found that religious people tend to be less depressed and less anxious than non-believers, and they're better able to handle the uncertainty of life. Than non-believers. There was a 2015 survey that was the closest one that I found. And I'm reading this from a time.com spirituality and, and religious studies paper that was released. But a 2015 survey said that researchers at Erasmus University Medical Center in the Netherlands found that participating in a religious organization was the only social activity associated with sustained happiness. And that was more than volunteering for a charity, philanthropy, taking educational courses, or participating in a political or community organization. And so it's sort of as if a sense of spirituality and an active social religious practice were as effective as taking antidepressants. And and just belief in in a larger power created this sort of aura of happiness and feeling of peace for many, 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 many people. Okay, so let's get into the spaghetti method and the things that I have done myself. So I do believe that the action that I take, that the universe or God will meet me halfway, and I will do the things that I can to sort of stack the deck in my favor and in my odds. So for instance, feng shui. I really like feng shui and find that when I take the time to intentionally set up my space and do things in a very um, methodical way and in feng shui there's a lot of clean surfaces and if you're putting something out they're in groupings of three five or seven I will pay attention to that when I'm putting things out on a bookcase or if I'm clearing off a countertop. If there's more than maybe three things in the corner of the kitchen, it's too cluttered. I don't feel comfortable. And so I clear it off. And it's really interesting because that's in the five steps of slow living that we went over in the first few episodes of the podcast. The first one was to declutter and or to prom. And prom is that acronym that I use for decluttering, which is purge, remove, organize, maintain. But that's actually a very strong proponent of feng shui is is clear your space. And when you're clearing your space, you're opening the doors for, for the universe or God to bring you abundance and prosperity and peace of mind and Happiness and, and again, what we're all just trying to chase here is, is happiness at the end of the day. So I love Feng Shui. My absolute favorite Feng Shuidness book is Move Your Stuff, Change Your Life. And for every house that we've moved into, I've paid attention to the different quadrants of the house, the way the book is outlined, there's prosperity corner and your health and family corner, and just putting in a mindful way different things that help keep the, the positive chi in the house. And, and I've just, I've always done it because once I learned it, I thought, well, it's not going to hurt anything. I, I might as well do it. So for instance, if you have a front door and you open the front door and right away there's stairs, the feng shui thought is all of the good chi is running out the door when you open the front door. And so you can rectify this by putting something red in the doorway. So I'm sure you've noticed in, in lots of houses, sometimes there's a red front door. Well, that is to stop evil spirits from entering the house and then the the good chi from inside for running out. And if you don't want a red front door, anything that you put there with intention will work. So for I guess the last two or three of our houses, I flipped over the front doormat and with a um, a large red crayon, I drew a solid red line on the under part of the doormat. So nobody knows, nobody knows that that red line is there except for me. In our last house <laughs> that we sold, which is only about five houses away, I went probably what some people would consider overboard, but this is what I did and I'm happy with it and I'm going to own my choices. I put these red lines everywhere, including when the garage door was up across the two-car garage on the concrete, I drew in a red line. And I think I used a red crayon only because I couldn't find a red Sharpie. If I had found a red Sharpie or had red paint in the house, I would have done that. But I was home with the kids and I had Just had this thought, this urge, this inkling, huh, the the garage door is open all the time and all of our chi is running down the driveway, so I better stop it. So I did that. In the great, big, huge scheme of things, does that work? Is that important? Is that necessary? I do not know. And again, this is the spaghetti method. It's not going to hurt anything. It made me happy. I drew the red line, and then I moved along with my day. Are you wondering if you're on the right path? Are you secretly worried that you are forgetting to put your own needs and wants first while you raise your family? What if I told you it is not too late, and you really could have the dream life you've always wanted, and all it would take is a few tweaks to your mindset? Each week, I have a few open slots for free coaching calls. Together, we can decipher your most challenging mindset block and clear it away so you can live out the life you've always wanted. You can sign up at stephanieodaycom forward slash mindset. You should hurry because I'm not sure how long I'm going to have this available for free and I'd hate for you to miss out. The URL again is stephanieodaycom forward slash mindset. One of the ways that humans kind of have a hard time in their brain giving up control is that we don't know. We don't know for a fact if, if things are, are real or not real. And that comes up a lot when you're talking about belief and faith and, and wooedness and, um, One thing I really want to point out is that I only look at the universe and God in a very positive way. There are bad things that happen each and every day all over the world. And I do not think that happens because of vengeance in any way. And that's not something that I believe in. And when it comes from like the law of attraction and what that is is usually um, people like to it is your thoughts become things and what you think about you attract in your life. And so I do not think that if you have had a bad thing that's happened in your life. So while I'm recording this in this past week, there was a school shooting. I do not think in any way at all that anyone who is affected by that that happened because they were thinking negative thoughts, not in the slightest. And I think you just have to shelve the bad things and try to bring your mind forward to the present of what you can control. And again, I say (laughs) control with some air quotes because humans like to control everything. We want to feel as if we are the puppet masters, of our own life and some things just happen. And so when it comes to belief and faith, it's a very comforting and wonderful feeling to just trust that you're on the right path and that the universe will meet you halfway. I have a a listener question that I want to play for you and Grace recorded it. So let's listen to Grace. Hi, my name is Grace, and I'm enjoying your podcast episodes. I live in a rural area, and because of COVID, I'm not really getting out and about the way that I used to, so it's been nice listening to a lot of things. I wanted to hear your thoughts about the law of attraction and whether or not you thought it was real or not. Thank you so much. Okay, Grace, that is a great question, and what I want to focus and point out on is that you said... You asked whether or not I thought it was real. And I think the, the biggest question there is to sort of flip it back on you is it doesn't matter whether or not I think it's real. It matters whether or not you think it's real. And that's what faith is. And that's what belief is, is if it makes you feel good, go for it. And yes, I do look for signs from the universe. And I do think that the universe has my back. And I do think that the actions that I'm taking when they feel good and are leading me towards my dreams and my goals and I keep at them are absolutely what God wants me to do and absolutely what the universe wants me to do. And, and just even recording this podcast episode, this feels good. This is what I want to talk about. And I'm going to just keep assuming that this is my dharma. This is my life's work. This is what I'm supposed to be doing and just trust that I'm on the right path. When I was younger, my dad actually used to sing this song and I looked up the lyrics of it. It's this sign song, and and my dad would sing it. And it looks like it's kind of from a a no name band from the seventies called Five Man Electrical Band. So if you're of a similar age, I'm sure you've heard this song. And so it's it's signs, signs everywhere's a sign, blocking out the scenery, breaking my mind. Do this, don't do that. Can't you read the sign? And then the next lyric, and uh, the next stanza, and this is what has always sort of gotten stuck in my head, said, and the sign said, long-haired freaky people need not apply. So I tucked my hair up under my hat, and I went in to ask why. And he said, you look like a fine upstanding young man. I think you'll do. So I took off my hat and said, imagine that, (gasps) me working for you. And then it repeats the, the sign sign. And what I like about this song and and why these lyrics sort of percolate in my brain over and over again is this was an actual like literal sign that said, long-haired, freaky people need not apply. And so if that was a quote-unquote sign from the universe or a sign from God, maybe some people would stop and they'd give up because they looked at it as a sign saying, Nope, don't do this. Or um, your dream is squashed. This is not what you're meant to do. And this kid decided, uh, -uh, screw that. I'm going to continue to follow my dreams. I'm going to continue to follow my goal. I'll just tuck my hair up under my hat and and keep moving forward and not let a, a detour sign, um, throw him off the path that he was taking towards success, whatever it was. He wanted this job or whatever. And that's what I would want for you. And that's what this whole slow living thing is about, is we're slowly and thoughtfully deciding what it is we want and setting the the metaphoric GPS and then just going for it in, in tiny little action steps and baby steps at a time forward and not giving up. And I think sometimes when we are feeling discouraged or unmotivated, I was going to say dismotivated. Is that a word? Dismotivated? I don't know, but I'm going to go with it. But when you're, when you're, when you have this thought that I am going to have better health and I am going to get this better health by joining a gym And I'm going to get up at 5am and I'm going to lace up my shoes and I'm going to go to the gym. And if you don't want to go to the gym, then maybe you're going out into the garage and running on a treadmill, but, but something, you have this idea and it was a really good idea. And you know that by taking these action steps, you will achieve your end goal. You will do that. But You find a way to self-sabotage yourself by listening to your voice, your your brain, when the alarm goes off at 5 a.m. and you think, oh gosh, my bed is so cozy. Oh, I'm really not feeling up to this. I really don't want to do this. Oh, I just, my pillow is just smells so nice and I just want to stay in bed. And instead of being really centered and firm in your resolution and your idea that you had for a better version of yourself, you're using these tiny little voices in your brain as a sign from the universe or a sign from God to give up and, and not keep pushing forward. And, and that isn't right. So take the signs for what works to keep moving you forward, to push that you're on the right path and, and keep taking the action steps daily. But when you have voices in your brain telling you to give up or that this is too hard, that's just a test. That that's just your brain talking. And, and you do need to sort of puppet master it and and rein it back in and decide no. I'm, I'm going to keep on keeping on and I'm going to have faith in myself that when I came up with this plan, when I came up with this goal, when I came up with this resolution, I was in a good place and I am a smart person. And I know that I will feel more proud of myself than I will when I give up or take the easy way out. I don't think any of us are going to look back. On a life well lived, and think, gosh, I wish I had, I wish I had taken the easier way. I, I wish I had given up sooner. No, not at all. We're going to look back, and we're going to be proud of persevering through the hard times and keeping the eye on the end result and slowly and methodically moving forward, bit by bit. And it's not always going to feel like sunshines and daisies and roses and yellow brick roads because that's not life. Life life will throw you curveballs. It will give you tornadoes, it will give you storms, it will give you deaths in the family. But just keep moving forward and trusting that you're on the right path and that the universe will meet you halfway. I'm going to give you an example of the universe meeting me halfway. Actually, I have I have two different examples. I have one from quite a few years ago. And then a, a much uh, <laughs> more recent example of over the summertime. So I had this quote written on in Sharpie on my bulletin board for a while. And it said, if it is to be, it's up to me. And that is how I felt and how I I ran my life for a very long time. That whatever it was, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And that is sort of a, a hustle quote and, and sort of a hustle mentality. And a few years ago, I realized that I don't have to do all these things. <laughs> yes, if it's if it if it is to be, it's up to me. If the bed, if I want the bed made a certain way, I need to do it myself. If I want the dishes unloaded a certain way, I needed to do it myself. And I was quite honestly insanely burnt out and and it's not a fun way to be that nobody can do it as well as I can and I'm just going to do it myself. And so I sort of shifted my mindset to it is to be and it's happening for me. And it was such big sort of cosmic shift in my body and that I relinquished control in many ways And and I mean, down to very basic and and silly things like if I tell the kids to straighten the couch cushions and it doesn't look like it's exactly out of Pottery Barn, but it's pretty darn good and it's fine, I let it go. Folding the towels. I wanted the towels folded a certain way so they fit in the linen closet and looked gorgeous. And I let that go also. So those (laughs) those are sort of silly examples. But in another way sort of larger examples. I knew at a young age that I was going to be an author and um, I wanted to be on the New York Times bestsellers list. And I had that thought and I had that goal. And I had that when I was writing a newspaper column and the name of the newspaper column was Stefan Sensibility. So I thought I would write a book along those lines. I I thought it would be some sort of how-to book for household shortcuts and and tips and things like that. And, And since then, I have published books like that, but that wasn't the book that ended up on the New York Times bestsellers list. And what happened with that and how the universe sort of met me halfway was I ended up on The Rachel Ray Show, which is amazing and fantastic. And that happened because I did the action step of emailing The Rachel Ray Show, And telling them that I wanted to make creme brulee on air in a crock pot. So that was the action I took. The way the universe or God met me halfway was in such this convoluted way, there's no way I could have puppet mastered it. And it was because one of my readers saw the episode and her husband happened to be a producer at a news station and the news station was owned by the parent company that had this big publishing house. And she told her husband about me and that I should have a book. And then her husband walked down the hallway and told the director or or president of the publishing house to reach out to me, to contact me. So none of that, none of that makes any sense. And it's nothing that I ever could have imagined or predicted or planned for. It, it was just an example of the universe has my back. The universe is going to meet me halfway. I'm going to take the action step of sending off this email because that was the, the thought and the whim that I had. So that was, I don't know, a good 15 years ago. But another way that this sort of happened over this past summer was we have two kids in our house that are old enough to drive. And one had a very beat up car that we had bought for $1,000 cash from a coworker of mine during the pandemic. And that was because we figured it would be a good car for the kids to learn to drive on. And because it was right when all of the lockdowns happened, it wouldn't have been safe to take these kids car shopping and, and looking and test driving. So we thought, okay, well, this car is right here with a for sale sign next to me in my work parking lot. So I'm just going to buy it. So we bring this car home. Both kids learn how to drive and it was great. Well, the older one needed a more stable and reliable car to get back and forth to college. So we ended up shoveling some cars around and she ended up with a better car. Well, then meanwhile, her younger sister, who's 17, is bummed because school is going to start up in person and she didn't want to drive this sort of beater car around. And so I had the thought of okay, well I need to sell some things and I need to coach some clients and they need to sort of manifest this money in order to get her a car and I had that sort of if it's meant to be it's up to me mindset. And I I couldn't figure it out. I don't like buying cars. It, it's not something that I want to to do, and so I had the conscious decision of I am just not going to worry about this. Somehow something's going to happen, and it's not meant. It's not up to me. Like like somehow something will shift, and this car will appear. And so I, I changed it to it is to be, and it is happening for me. And let it go. And I journaled a little bit about it. Like so-and-so needs this car. Not sure how it's going to happen, but hopefully something turns up and it'll make a lot of sense. And it only took maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks. And all of a sudden this car came into our life that made a lot of sense. And the mileage was good. And the, it, it was a Toyota. It was reliable. It was fine. It didn't smell. The price was good. Um, Adam test drove it. He thought it was great. And all of a sudden, this car just sort of magically appeared. And so in that way, I do think that the law of attraction is a real thing. And I do think that thoughts can turn into things. And I do like having that belief because it's comforting and it, it's interesting and it feels good to have faith and just sort of leave some things up to the hands of God or, or the fate of the universe. And so Grace, that was a very long sort of roundabout way of answering your question. But in general, I would want you to live your life in a way that feels good and that makes you happy. And if you can find a way to sort of harness your thoughts in a way that serve you and keep having faith that good things are happening and that you make good choices and that the universe has your back, I think you'll end up living a a long and happy and healthy life. And the action steps that need to be taken are essentially what's outlined in the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course, and that you need to make sure that you are doing the action steps to keep your time management in check, your health, your finances, your relationships, your organization, and, and just keep making forward progress in those aspects of life, and you will absolutely have the, the calmness and the peaceful and the tranquility at the end of the day. And that's really what we're all just, just trying to do. We're all just trying to live a life that we're proud of and a life that we can look back with and, and smile and um, be thankful for. I wanted to share a few more different spaghetti items that you could throw against the wall so you feel as if you're taking action when you're sort of waiting for life to happen, for the universe to meet you halfway, and you know you're on the right path, and you know that you're taking solid steps forward, but you want to continue to sort of stack the deck in your favor, And here are a few other things that I will do and have done along with the feng shui and the stuff that we had talked about before. Journaling. I am a big proponent of journaling. I love clearing my brain every morning and sort of having a, a journal routine. I sell a 30 days to a new you journal where you can make an intention and sort of focus on it. I'm big on affirmations. I love affirmations. They kind of get a bad rap, and they, they sound a little hokey. And I know Saturday Night Live did this whole sort of spoof, and, and who is it, Stuart Smiley, and he's talking to the mirror, and he says, I am great, I am wonderful, I am strong, I am successful. And it sounds a little hokey, but I like them, I do them. I've read an awful lot about Louise Hay's work, and she is sort of the godmother of affirmations. So Louise Hay has written, You Can Heal Your Life. And then the other one that I really like is The Power Is Within. And that is a a great book and something that's wonderful. Also, Esther Hicks is sort of one of the, the biggest thought leaders when it comes to the law of attraction. And she gets a lot of grief Because she's a bit out there in that she channels Abraham. And so Abraham Hicks and The Power of Abraham, her book is Ask and It Is Given. And she's very into the Law of Attraction. And she wasn't featured in The Secret. There was actually a bit of a scandal. And um, she was written out of The Secret movie and the subsequent books that Rhonda Burns put out. But anyway, very... Interesting. And, and I like her. I like listening to Abraham in the morning on my walks. And I sort of look at it as a moving meditation. I walk Sheldon in the morning and, and listen to a bit of Abraham. And so you'd sort of have to set aside your skepticism and suspend your disbelief that Esther is channeling what she calls the collective Wisdom and body of work that she calls Abraham. But anyway, so I like that. Subliminal messaging. Have you ever done subliminal messaging? So it's interesting. I have a subliminator app on my phone and I will put it on in the background. And the subliminal messages you can hear, and it sounds an awful lot like affirmations. So they have them preset in either male or female voices. So if you're trying to stop smoking or limit alcohol or calm anxious mind, they have preset affirmations for that. And you can also record your own. And what I like about that Subliminator app is you can layer it in behind a podcast that you're listening to or behind a music station, Pandora or Spotify, something like that. I another resource that I like is Eldon Taylor's inner talk. And he has subliminal messaging CDs and MP3s and downloads that where you actually can't hear the subliminal messages, and it's supposed to talk to the the sort of quiet part of your brain. When I was running the preschool center homeless shelters, I played inner talk CDs while the kids were napping. And it was part of their I Can series and it was boosting and building self-esteem in children. So the subliminals were, you are safe, you are loved, you are secure, just very calm, soothing things. And it just sounded like ocean waves playing in the background. Again, we don't know if any of this really, really works. And it's just the spaghetti method. It's not going to hurt anything. If you believe it's helpful, it's going to be helpful. If you think it's stupid, don't do it. Don't do things that you think are stupid. I've also been known to buy sage and and smudge things. If I feel like there's bad juju or or, or a funny aura in the house, anytime we move, smudge the house with sage. So again, all of these things just sort of stacking up together are what I call the spaghetti method. It's not going to hurt anything. Just give it a go. If you have the thought that it's going to be helpful and it makes you feel like you're doing something because you're taking action, it's just wonderful. And you might as well. It's not going to hurt anything. So there you go. I hope that was helpful. And thank you again for being here. And I really appreciate it. I would love it if you could send me a voicemail. Let me know you're here. Write to me. I'm on social media at Stephanie O'Day. For Instagram, it's at Stephanie O'Day. For Facebook, it's at Stephanie O'Day. And then I think dot author. But everything is linked up on StephanieO'Day.com. If you're interested in going through the Peace Course, it's a great time to do so. That's Stephanieoday.com forward slash peace. We're getting close to the end of this calendar year. In the next few episodes, I'm going to start talking about making and keeping New Year's resolutions that actually stick. And something that you can really plan and plot for rather than just sort of on a whim saying, oh, I'm not going to do this ever again for the rest of my life or, and then sort of setting yourself up for failure. I don't want that to be the way you live your life. I don't want you to make these grand gestures and then not have them come true or not follow through and then beat yourself up in your brain. That It's not anything that, that's fun in any way. I want your brain to be a very super happy place and a place you retreat where you sort of look at yourself as this beautiful golden retriever puppy that you are petting and coddling and, and just loving on. And, and that's what you should, <laughs> you should be with your brain. So in the next episode, we're going to talk about taking stock and making peace with where you are right now in all of the aspects of your life. And and just sort of taking an honest assessment of, are you happy with where you are with your health? Are you happy with your finances? Does your bank account reflect growth each year? Are you feeling confident in your relationships? Is your house and your life and your organization where you want it to be? And just taking an honest assessment. So then in future episodes, we can start to make progress forward. Okay, so thank you again so much, and have a great day. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, slow down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.